Welcome to this week's episode of the Life of the Bridal podcast. Please remember that we are not professional tipsters and always, always gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Life on the Bridal podcast. I'm your host, William Taylor. Joining me, as usual, two resident guests, Mr. Jack Holden. Hello to you. Good evening. And Mr. Josh Bursey, how are you? Hello. Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you? Very, very good. Gents, how have we been? Looking forward to Royal Ascot, are we? Uh, yeah, see what happens. I don't think it's as an enticing a week as it has been in the past. Um Hopefully we don't get any more Luna Six running on the uh, on the course again. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the build-up's been a little bit underwhelming. I yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think um, one of the Racing Post's resident tips has Paul Keeley put his finger on it quite nicely, where um, he thought a Cheltenham-style build-up where entries like were kind of staggered, and whereas you know we're we still don't know some of the entries for Saturday's yeah. racing, and we're recording think... the Sunday before. I think what what's nice about Royal Ascot though is it it is a it's far more of a family friendly social occasion than Cheltenham. I think Cheltenham is oh, yeah. far more of a serious occasion for the people who who love racing. The punters, um, real punters paradise. Yeah, but I think but I think that what Ascot brings is just that sort of that summer flair. It's a really nice social occasion. I mean, we we've, we've been there, yeah. albeit during COVID, it was a slightly different atmosphere, but. I think it, it, this is what it does so well. It's, it's, it's British summer life at its best. Yeah. Mm. No, social occasion, I think, sums that up well. Uh, well, without further ado, should we just crack on with it and get into the first day's racing? Um, we're going to start with the Queen Anne Stakes. Woohoo, the first race of the meeting. Um, gents, have you got any... Uh, well, all six out here. We've got in spiral, 15 to 8, very modern games, 2 to 1, native trail, 7 to 1, chindit, ooh, 14 to 1. And then, I mean, oh. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's a deep field. I don't know whether it's a particularly high quality field. I think that will, that will be, um, that's left to be decided. But I think there is a, there is some talent further down the, uh, further down the odds here. You look at, I mean, Pogo, for example, 100 to 1. Has been known to turn up on on the on the day. Um, the sale, Berkshire Shadow, Mazasabek, Chindit, and then you get to the big three. I would say at the top of the market with Native Trail and Morgan mm-hmm. Games and Spiral, well ahead of the others. Um, really, I can't see it going outside of the top two, but I think there's a lot of uh, decent place money up for grabs here. I, mean, I think the key bit of form you've actually got to look at is the lockings, which, you know, it happens year after year. And, you know, Modern Games has gone and won that fairly convincingly, despite being off the bridle a fair way out. Yeah. Uh, it ran very well in that as well. But I, I can't, I'll be honest, in Spiral, favourite? I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I really... It, especially what you just said, Josh, about that lock-in. Modern Games has done that really nicely. Um his, yeah, he's, he's gone he, through the gears, hasn't he? Wanted to win, really wanted well. wanted to win the race, wanted to win the race, and I, I I'm looking at fifteen to eight in spiral, two to one modern games. I don't really understand why. Um, I think. I think how much? Is that, how, much how much of that is just the Frankie factor? Well, this is what this is what I was just about to say. Took the words out of my mouth. I think this week, if you're if you're if you're having a punt on something, yes, he is Frankie the Tory, 
but I think you need to make sure you're getting, you know, a fair run for your money because I think this is his last Royal Ascot, and yes, yeah. he is the, 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 the. I would say probably he is the greatest flat jockey of all time, but I think you just need to be careful. Yeah, I, I think it's it's quite. It's quite a thin renewal. It's a little bit boring. I think modern games will probably go and do it. I mean, the Queen Anne tends to be won by fairly well-fancied horses in the very, very recent past. But I can't see it going going anywhere other than modern games at the moment, to be honest. I'll be honest. So if you were punting on this, Josh, you would go... Would you, would you go I mean, I, I wouldn't be punting on this. It's, like, it's a no-bet race for me. There's no value to be had. Okay. But, you think, but you think modern games wins? I, I think modern games wins. Jack, um, I would say modern games. I would give a, a good chance for a mul- for if, you, if you're getting involved in the multiples. Um, mm. If I'm, I would look if you if you're going for a single best in this race, I would look further down the market, and I think someone like Berkshire Shadow or Lucille on their day could nick a place. But I, I think the winner will come from from. Well, I think the winner was modern games. I don't know how inspired, close and spiral we'll get. Well, I, I'll be going uh, chinned it each way. I've got a bit of a love affair with the horse, and okay, never won a, not got, hasn't got a great record in Group Ones, but performed well in the lockage. Okay, so we'll move on to the King Stand then. Um, gents, what's sticking out here? Well, uh, Jason Hart was quite bullish um, earlier this week about Highfield Princess. I, I I would love to see her do it. I think she's a fantastic, fantastic horse. Um, but I, again, I you you look at is there much depth to this race? Brad, I mean Brad Sell's in there on at forty to one. I mean Brad Sell, who's won a Group One. Um, I I don't think you could discount Bradson. I think the way the five furlongs is run at Ascot, I think you need a bit of luck in running, and I don't necessarily think going from the front like Bradshaw does is going to be a massive disadvantage. Um, I I think if you're looking for something at a big price, Bradshaw's probably the obvious pick. Like not, not been running Ooh. bad this season over over six furlongs. No, absolutely not. Like Little Big Bear is a a proper horse, and if Little Big Bear goes and wins silly later in the week, everyone's going to be going, oh, why didn't, why didn't we think of Bradsell? Because, yes, beat Bradsell a long, a long way, but a very good horse can beat other good horses a long way. Apologies, a Group 2 winner, uh, Bradsell. Apologies for that. Yeah. I mean, tw- Twilight Calls. Twilight Calls might have a might have a squeak, but hasn't been running that well this season. Would need to recover, recover some last season's form but uh, I feel Princess could could just go and do it w- wouldn't surprise me I, I, th- I, I think there'll be a lot of people rejoicing if that happened I imagine that's a and, well I'm I'm hearing the uh, the double could be on um, the, the Jubilee on the Saturday potentially really wow mm. well I guess that's I think that's something for everyone to root for um, I'm it's it's wonderful when a horse does that double the king stand and the, yeah the jubilee stakes. Right. Very good. Well, so uh, okay, uh, just quickly, uh, who wins this race? Quickly, I feel princess. Josh, I feel princess with a with a with a note for uh, Brad Sell, I think for a place. 
That's fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I've got no real opinion on the races. I like, I'd probably go High Court Princess. Uh, moving on to the St. James's Palace's Stakes, the Group 1. Ooh, it's an interesting one. We've got Cowley yeah. 9 to 4, Paddington 9 to 4, Cicero's Gift 5 to 1, Monster Shear 9 to 1, Isaac Shelby 10 to 1, Royal Scotsman 14 to 1. Who's the winner here? Paddington. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> um, there we go, straight away. Uh, Paddington uh, wins this. I, um, I am confident this is my best bet of day one, I think. I mean, I, I just think Paddington wins. I, th- I, I think Paddington will get a little bit further than the mile. And I think uh, Ryan will go out, making it a real test. Try and go from the front. Easy. Easy as you like. I have to, I hate to say it, I'm Team Chaldean here. I think... I, I can't. I know, but I think Frankie, I just I just think it's set up for him. And, you know, I'm, I'm always going to back a... Um, uh, a British Guineas winner over the um, over the Irish here, I'm afraid. Uh, I think all, you look at. I know August Rodan has gone and posed up in the Derby and did and just dropped anchor in the Thousand Guineas, but you just you look. Chaldean has beaten him like mm-hmm. by a mile, less than different postcode, uh, and I think Chaldean finished the race really, really strongly. I mean, I, I think you can look at you can look at Caldine and Paddington, and you can see that they're quite closely matched on the line through High Royal. So Paddington did beat High, High Royal by slightly more, but that a lot of that distance did happen late on in the race, which makes me think Paddington is going to again try and make it a real test, a testing mm. mile on the round course. Yeah, I, I, but I think that will work in uh, Chaldine's favour. I think because I think he 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 came from that he beat similar tactics over the Rowley Mile. Oof. I think it's a I think it's a really difficult one. I like both of them. I think I think I think the top two of the market. I think that's a quality a quality renewal, and they're, they're exactly two horses that you needed to be seeing in this race. Yeah. So I think either I think either either one of those two will win it. And it'll be, it'll be, I'll look forward to seeing those two going head to head, hopefully, with a furlong to go. It's the Frankie train versus the Aiden O'Brien train, depending on which one. Yeah, on. it is. You know, they are two behemoths of the. Uh, yeah, and I like both, and I don't know which one I'm going to side with. It's going to be one of those which I side with on the, right before the race, I imagine. Um, so, so Josh, you're saying Paddington wins. Jack, say you can't say Caldine. Yeah. Caldine, uh, yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd go. Uh, Caldine as well. Oh no! I want to say uh, I'll probably change my mind come race day. Uh, <laughs> right. So, um, okay, we've got a quick uh, word on the Coventry uh, stakes as well. Um, gents, for, uh, the second race of the day, River Tyler, the big fave. But uh, Josh, you don't think that wins? No, I, I, I do appreciate that the two-year-old races are often a bit of a bloodbath. And I, I'm not going to, you know, say I'm a massive judge of two-year-olds, but I'm a big advocate for using time figures. And Asadna had an absolutely monster time figure at Ripon. Now, I know that two-year-olds don't don't often warm up for a race at Royal Ascot by going to Ripon. However, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think you can ignore the time figure. And at four to one... I'm, I'm willing to find out. George Bowie loves, is really, really good trainer of two year olds. 
Buick is booked. Four yeah. to one will be carrying my money. Alright, so Jack, do you have an opinion here, or is it just? I mean, well, the, the AOB job. If you if you if you take away the two year olds, two year old thing in bracket there in brackets on the race title, River Tide will will destroy them. However, it's a two year old race, and you just have no idea. I mean, you've got you, you know you've got an American horse here, Fandom at fourteen to one, coming over from the states. Yeah, you've got no idea what that's going to do. Absolutely no idea. Uh, and, and you know, it's great we have the American horses coming over, but for for punters, the commentary is almost impossible. I mean, it, it's more it's more luck than judgment. And I think if you if you if you if you if you're an anti post punter and you tell me three months out you've got a winner for the commentary, I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh at you. Yeah, no if, so, if, if someone tells me, you know, you've got a winner for the commentary three minutes before the off, I'll laugh at you and say you've got no chance. So <laughs> it, it, it's just such a tough one to call. If you if you erase, erase the uh, two year old bit, I'd say River Tiber. Sadly, the, 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 as Josh said, the speed figures are there. Uh, it's so hard to decide. Follow the money. I think that's probably the best advice you can give. Follow the money and see what happens. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, River Tiber, I think. I, 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 think uh, I think the commentary says is, I think these, rate, these two-year-old races are quite a big uh, example of why we should all try and be a little bit responsible uh, with our gambling, because oh, yeah. Yeah. They, oh. they, they are absolute bloodbaths, these two-year-old races. Anything can win it, really. Well, who, who's, the, who's, the, who's the highest odds at the moment in the market? I mean, Alpha Whitebird at 200 to 1. 200? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean... Clifford Lee on board. Anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone's offering seven or eight places, which they may do. Not for three uh, of the five. No, no, you'll, you'll, you'll get five or six. Looks to face the two-year-old race. Not it's not, it's not as big a field as it usually is, is it? It doesn't look as big. Um, we've got they, 20. They, yeah, maximum one. 28 runners, and they've got 22. So... Not not a full mm. field. Yeah, I last year was those twenty eight runs setting off was just. Just to down, down the track, I just want to say uh, Spanish Phoenix sixty six to one. I think that could be an interesting one to replace. Okay, um, right, uh, we have the the last three races of the day. We can just quickly have a look through them, just very briefly with the Ascot Stakes here. Um, Josh, you, you you like bring on the knife, Willie Mullins, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I, I think. Uh, it's been off since this race last year. Has a bring on the night. Ran ran a very very good race. Um, second wasn't it to um, oh who was it? It was um Coltrane wasn't it? And you know Coltrane no mug favourite for the Gold Cup. So I'm inclined to say bring on the night again. Mm-hmm. I, you know he, yeah. he he ran off 93 last year. He's off 97 this year. Ryan Moore, Willie Mullins has got a decent record. At this meeting as well. Yeah, he does. He's got a very, very decent record. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's not a vintage field, is it? No. I I can't see Bring on the Night out of the places, but I don't don't think it's really a betting race for me. I mean, Bring on the Night is the 9-4 favourite, and then you've got 8-1, a horse with no name for Nicky Henderson, and 12-1 bar. I love 
I love that there are more jumps trainers having have, with entries for this than there are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw. Um, uh, I mean, you've got. No, you've I was got Paul Nichols him. having a go. You've got Ollie yeah. Murphy having a go. You've got yeah. Gordon Elliott, Alan King. Yeah. Uh, Alan King's dual, dual purpose, isn't he? But um, Harry Fry. Milton Harris. Milton Harris down the bottom there. I, I'm all over that. Prince Imperial. There you go. That's the nap for the day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wonder if Belinda will be on. No, Rob Hornby. He gets the leg up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, very good. Very good. Um, the Wolverton Stakes, we have a royal favourite. Saga, 7-2. Is it going to do it? Is it going to get the job done? With Frankie on board. <laughs> yeah. That's going to get... I mean, you, you, you may bad. laugh, but Saga has been running on well over a mile, a mile and a furlong last time even, like 10 furlongs, bound to suit. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a strong favourite anyway, so it has to be uh, has to be heavily considered. I mean, oh, this, this, this wasn't Saga's only entry for this week. Um, no, and an entry for was also entered in the Royal Hunt Cup yeah. and in um, at York on Saturday. Oh. No, 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 ignore me, ignore me. That's in July. Sorry, that's an early entry. But also entered in the Royal Hunt Cup, chosen to come here. I I still think there's a there's a lurker in here. I still think there is a horse that's been underestimated in this market. Oh, I've got quite a bullish one for this as well. So it'll be interesting to see what you're saying, Josh. And it's Cadillac. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say that, Josh, actually. Um, Cadillac was uh, second in race last year. Josh has been reading the, uh, the Racing Post verdict, which uh, tip I'll, up. I'll, I'll be honest. Well. I'll be honest. I haven't. <laughs> have they? Have they? Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah, I mean, have, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't. I, Cadillac was a really, really good winner last time out at Epsom. Cheap yeah. pieces on first time. I think if the cheap pieces have the same effect the, sec- the second time round, it'll go very well. But I would say for that reason, Cadillac is a win-only bet. I wouldn't be playing it each way. I'd go win-only. Wow. If it wins, it wins. If not, Ooh, it doesn't. Big time. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Francesco Clemente. Ooh, oh, me. Yeah. I think John Fady Godson will have this one just right. Uh, I'm a big fan of what's done previously. You market wins. Sandown wins. Second at Goodwood last time out. Mm-hmm. Just got just it, you could see you could see that coming though. It was being reeled in, but um, I'm not going to take too much away. I think there's more to come. I think come on for that run. Do you think the first time cheap pieces will help? Well, you never know. You don't. You just don't. You just don't, some of this equipment you just don't know. It could it could work. It could work wonders. I mean, Frankel Frankel had a you know a pacemaker and. <laughs> in some in some circles, you can't say that. <laughs> you know, without bullet train, would he have won? Oh, I think there's one race he may not have done, but <laughs> see, see, I mean, I have people knocking <laughs> knocking on the door. Gosh, it's like we it's the yeah, well, the flat race, the equivalent of slacking up honey stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no you comment. Just, you just can't do it. No, no comment. Uh, okay, uh, right. Um, I, I'd be interested in Bolshoi Ballet here, and that's not just because of <laughs> it's not just because of Aiden. I think it's got a good chance. Seven twelve is quite a tasty time. Um, and then the last race of the day, 
Sorry, was that something to do with your Russian bar, or? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, before we get cancelled. Um, <laughs> uh, the last race of the day is the <laughs> Copper Horse Handicap. With uh, Boban, uh, favourite, a uh, horse that, uh, this <laughs> yeah. that I'm quite keen on <laughs> over the over the hurdles. Um, it's now favourite here, fifteen to eight. Um, is it gonna is it gonna get the job done here? Uh, I, know. Well, I mean, again, you look at the, you just look at this field. It reserve runners the lot. I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what. There's been a fair amount of money for um, absurd. Willie Mullins, again, yeah. frankly booked. That's probably why, but, you know. Yeah. Being a, being a chunk of money. Being a chunk, I mean, you know, it's the kind of horse that could just drift out back again on the day if it was anyone other than Frankie. But because it's Frankie, it will keep on going in and in and in and people will get lulled in. What I'm going to say, I'm going to say is in terms of jockey bookings, James McDonald has arrived for Joseph Patrick here on Point mm-hmm. King. Now, I think at the races did a uh, did one there agree or disagrees with uh, Kevin Blake and Matt Chapman. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't know why I'm laughing. It was is uh, is Ryan Moore the best jockey in the world at the moment? Ooh. Kevin, Blake, Kevin Blake, yes, and I can and I, and I can see why I can agree. But James McDonald, it's a shame he if he wasn't in you know down under in Australia and New Zealand. Mm. If it would be interesting to see what he would do with a season in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. Very, very talented. Yeah. I suppose that's like kind of like a question that people always ask about. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it's a jumps comparison, but like, yeah. what would Brian Hughes be doing if he was consistently running in, riding in the in the big yeah. race? And yeah, I'll just say someone who's come all this way, any extra rides he picks up, just have a look, see how he's doing. See, uh, always maybe worth a cursory. Uh, Place, place bet. I also note that you've got scriptwriter down near the bottom of those threes. Yeah. Milton again. Um, yeah, so they're, um, just interesting. I won't be touching that. But, uh, I, I'd like Boban to win this race. I'd like Boban to win. Yeah, I, I, I think Boban will probably just, just win. I mean, he won in France on the flat. Yeah. Like, he's got, got, got the, Credentials for this. I don't see why he won't win. Ryan Moore on board as well. There you go. Yeah. Uh, right, yo, that is the first day. Uh, actually, quickly, uh, day one. What's our best bet of the day? That's a tough one. Um, do you want the do you want the best win bet and the best each way bet? Uh, if you want, <laughs> if you fancy. Because I think my best win bet is going to be very very short, short okay. price. Um, Give me Highfield Princess. Okay. As the as the best win bet, I'm going to go for um, Francesco Clement in the in the Wolverton. Josh, I mean, I I don't have a best each way bet. I have two bets, and I'm sticking to those two bets. Uh, well, three bets actually. Um, Paddington. Yep. And I, I've said it's win only, so I'll stick with it. Cadillac. Interesting. Interesting. Each way price, if you, you know, listeners have got different opinions to me, but for me, that's that's a win only. 
Interesting. And I'm going to go with Vauban in the last as win only, and then uh, chinned it each way. Oh, okay. Nice. Yes. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Uh, Moving in to the second day of Royal Ascot. Now, doesn't quite live up to the Tuesday, does it? But... No. We'll give it a go. We'll, we'll, we'll start with the uh, group, uh, the group one prince, the Prince of Wales Stakes. Uh, Luxembourg two to one fave. Avio nine to four. My Prospero seven to two. Bay Bridge four to one, and then sixteen to one ball. Ball Troy Ballet with an entry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, th- I think in, in this race you have to look at. At the prices, and I think you have to look at the form. Yeah. Goes without saying. Let's look at. <laughs> yes, I would imagine so, Josh. I mean, you look at Baybridge, you look at Adar, you look at My Prospero. They're all quite closely matched based on the champion stakes at Ascot last year. Mm-hmm. Very closely matched. Um, I, I think you've just got to. It's very difficult to pick one of those to carry the form. I think. I think you've just got to take take. All three of those on with Luxembourg, I think. Luxembourg. That is music to my ears. (laughs) Luxembourg has has the best profile for this race. Has already beaten Baybridge this season. Um, I mean, I I do think the dig in the ground there is likely to be a a bit of the weather we're kind of having at the moment is likely to help Baybridge. But I I still Mm. think that Luxembourg is going to do this. Plenty of us were stung with Baybridge last year. That was a that was a very tough tough result I mean, to take. I wasn't so. Oh, well, good year. <laughs> of course, he was stung, Jack. <laughs> JBF, that's what happens. Yeah, especially when they're four to one on. Uh, yeah. Um, I I really like Luxembourg. Really, I'm a complete fanboy. Um, Jack, what about this one? Um, I think the top four. Oh, you're probably right if you're doing a ranking. Luxembourg just about top. Adi are probably just about second. My Prosper and Baybridge. It's take your pick. I'm going to give out a shout out for Dubai Honor for an each way place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, place here. Good horse on his day, being around the uh, being around the global circuit for a bit. So, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something um, that you're not gonna like, but a horse that got done by Sebuska, you're putting up in this race. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Sebuska. Don't get me wrong, but mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, okay, quickly. Who wins the race? <laughs> That's uh, wins. I think it's a mortgage job on Dubai on the wheel. Always remember to gamble responsibly. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, I'm on I've been on Team Baybridge from the start, so I'll sit <laughs> Baybridge. Whether I get whether I get stung again or not, I <laughs> Luxembourg length. Um, right. 
Uh, Blake. Blake. <laughs> 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 Get daddy, y'all. Yeah. Okay. I'm joking. I want to make it clear that that was just a bit of a bit of japery. I, I think Luxembourg will win, but I think it'll be a, a really tough one to win the top four. Uh, right. The uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Royal Hunt. Excuse <laughs> me. The Royal Hunt Cup. Don't want to make any slip ups there. Um, the Annie Cup. Uh, this is the our Dandy Ducks race and. Uh, we had a we had a winner uh, this weekend at York. Well, Will finally Will finally stepped up to the plate. <laughs> I mean, I, it looked for a long time like we were going to have the top two with so, yeah, I, I, Quinnell and Pierre Angel charging down the sand side at York. Oh. There you go, but it's where you got to be. It's where you got to be. Uh, right, no, uh, no entry yeah. to Bolshoi Ballet here. <laughs> I mean, I'll just give everyone a quick update on how we're going with the dandy naps. We're through the cup, we're into the round of, we're through the group stage, we're into the round of 256. Uh, we've got a tough opponent. Uh, we are currently in 77th place on the leaderboard and our opponent is in 83rd place and this is from well over 700 entries. So, tough fixture, tough fixture. And this Raw Hunt Mm. Cup is a cup game. This is our round of 256. What would you say our target is for the? Uh, so you say say we so we've got our our league system going and we've got the uh, the cup going. Where do you think what what do you think our target for the league should be? Top hundred. Top hundred. I think that'd be I think that'd be fairly. I good think effort. it's very very achievable. I think if we can push on, yeah, sneak sneak a top fifty. I'm happy. Mm. Particularly yeah. as myself and Will are massive handicap uh, players. Efficient. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And, 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 and none, of us, none of us are massive flat fans either. No. <laughs> if we get uh, last... imagine, imagine if we somehow end up taking the title. I mean, um, <laughs> if we, we interview the policy, that. and yeah, I don't really like the flat to be honest. I just did it to, to keep an interest. <laughs> we did, we, we did it to spite, <laughs> spite the flat racing community. Yeah, I think everybody else would just have to kind of give up with the race. <laughs> we parade uh, the trophy around Cheltenham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll say if we can get to the last sixty-four of the cup, I think that'll be a pretty good effort. Two wins yeah. away from that now, so. I I, I think yeah, it, it it's you know it's going to be a complete lottery in the Royal Hunt Cup. I mean yeah, it, it's going to be a big field. I mean mm. maximum thirty runners. There are currently sixty-one entries, yeah. so I, I imagine we'll probably get a maximum field. Yeah, I would say. You know, there's there's going to be everyone trying to analyse all the draw biases because, you know, we're on the straight track, we're over a mile. People go, oh, I think stand side's going to be the best, I think far side's going to be the best. When in reality, it's not about where's best, it's about where the jockeys think yeah. is best, which, yeah, it's just going to be a complete lottery. I, I, think, I think for me, personally, the way we need to look at this um, when we're making our selections, see who's clear of the time form ratings, see who's got a bit on the handicapper. I think that's probably the best way to go about it. I mean, I've, I've had I've had a little look, and I've had a little look, and I've got a couple of horses who I'm interested in. And Jack, I think you're going to like this first one. Go for it, Biggles. Biggles. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Ryan Moore is booked for Rafe Beckett. Oh wow! Currently trading at thirty-three to one. Yeah, I'm seeing thirty-three. Yeah. I I don't think he'll be anywhere near that. Come the off. Um, ran wow. ran a really good race in the Victoria Cup, second, but he won his group. Uh, and Rebel Territory absolutely destroyed them that day. 
I absolutely destroyed them. Yeah, that was over seven furlongs. I don't think a mile was going to be a problem, especially as that was on soft ground and this will be on a bit better ground. Yeah. And, you know, no, no offence to any of the people who've been riding him this year, Pat Dobbs, Ross yeah. Ryan, and even going back to last year, Hector Crouch, but mm-hmm. Ryan Moore is a class above. above. And I think that, that booking, you know what, I'm, I'm tempting myself into having an anti-post play right now, to be honest with you. Ooh, I'm, um, seeing, I'm seeing something here that's really exciting me. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, the first Dandy Naps race of the year, I was very keen on one horse. And I've just seen there's an entry for Bo Pedro here. Yes. Yeah, just, of course, Bo Pedro has gone and won since then. Yeah, but, you know, I said he would do something this season. <laughs> I mean, Jack, Jack, if you if you put him in your tracker, he went and won the very next race. Yeah, well, I did say. I, I, didn't, didn't, have one, have a, I, did, I didn't have a pun, but I did say. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll never have any evidence for that, I'm afraid. So, <laughs> but again, what you like of it? I think this, you know, we're going to have thirty runners in the handicap. We only get four places, so. I mean, the, the other knows? one. The other one I was slightly interested in was Dutch Decoy. Um, I don't know how, how close he'd be following, but Dutch Decoy, I, I had a bit of a punt on at, um, at Epsom, and he went from the front and ran really well. Couldn't, well, not quite from the front, he was kind of second. But it, there was a little bit of a pace bias up there, and I was kind of thinking, okay, he's run from the front. Um, so when I looked at this race, I thought, oh, front running, not quite sure I want a front runner in the Royal Hunt Cup. However, I also happened to watch his race at Sandown on Saturday, and he didn't go from the front. He went from the back and finished with a wet sail, probably another another 50 yards, he'd have got his head in front. Like, it, it, it's not, you know, on that Sandown course... The inside is an advantage. Coming right the way down the outside isn't the place to be. And he came came home very well. I, I think Dutch decoy is quite a versatile horse. And, you know, the Charlie Johnson yard have been having a decent time of it. Could well be go well as well. Yeah. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll we'll, ta- we'll we'll go away from this. Have a have a look at the race. Select, make our two selections, and we'll um, mm. update you update you on Twitter before the uh, before the race. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, on the social hopefully media. We, hopefully we can... Um, Be- Biggles will be selected. Well, there you go. The early anti-post. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Biggles will be selected, because I will be forcing it. Forcing um, my hands. Yeah. Well, no, Josh, you made, you made, you made, a, you made a, a strong case. And one Bold the, statement. Bold one, statement. Yeah. I'm buying into. We now know, of course, it's going to come fit. Oh, oh, wow, oh, wow. Yeah. So, so live the cup. The leader's more important anyway. Yeah, all about the title, win the title, all about the title. What are we moving on to next, Will? Uh, well, was there any other business, any other races on the on the Wednesday that we wanted to discuss? Um, I mean, there are another couple of two-year-old races which I've got absolutely zero clue about. I'm going to be honest with you: the Queen Mary and the Windsor Castle. Um, I I did receive a message earlier today from someone saying they had a pick for the Queen Mary, but I can't for the life of me remember what it was. Um, I can try and find it. It'll be... 
It'll be a beautiful diamond of fives. Uh, they, they said it was around 10, 11 to 1. But, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to analyse it. So. 10, 11 to 1, midnight affair? Um, I said, no. Um, no, didn't actually, didn't actually get the... I was told I've got a 12 to 1 for the Queen Mary and then didn't actually get the horse sent through for some reason. So. Yeah, fair enough. Very strange. But, no, I mean, I don't care. Is this... A- is this is this tips are currently about five hundredth in the uh, dad? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm afraid they are currently mm-hmm. about five hundredth, and not quite doing as well as us. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, shameful. I mean, we, we should probably give a mention to the the Duke of Cambridge States, um, yes. Yes. the Group Two for fillies and mares over a mile. Mm. Uh, Jumbly, the favourite there for Ryan Moore and Joseph O'Brien. Frankie the Tory uh, and John Gosden partner up with Laurel. Yeah. And um, Prosperous Voyage runs for William Buick and Rafe Beckett. There's a few other decent horses in that race, but I, I feel like it's probably going to end up being between the top three. Interesting. I'm surprised Frankie's not going with a Prosperous Voyage. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, Laurel ran okay in the lock-ins, but didn't. Didn't come home especially well, kind of hung to the left a bit, but he was he was on her then. Um, again, it, it's a bit of a no bet race for me. Um, and then, I again, I have I have no opinion in the Queen's Wars either. So, other than that, I hope Sir Michael Stout and Richard Kings could get a winner for the Royals. Okay then, chaps. Uh, even though we know the Wednesday's not really uh, a patch on on the Tuesday, but have we got a have we got a pick for the day? Just probably just one for this day, isn't it? I mean, Biggles. I think I've made the case. Biggles wins. I'm uh, I'm going to go for Prosperous Voyage and the Duke of Cambridge. Ooh, okay. Really, really taken by the uh, run at Epsom last time. And I will go for purely because I don't want to pick a horse in either of those two races, and it's the only one really studied. I would have to go with Luxembourg then, in the Prince of Wales. Right, uh, that's a win only, of course. Right, so chaps, uh, brilliant. Um, good. There we go, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed. This is our preview for Tuesday and Wednesday at Royal Ascot. Uh, remember, Stay tuned for previews for the next few days that will be coming out soon and for content on the social media pages, Life on the Bridal. But, uh, gents, as usual, it's been fantastic. And uh, we'll see you soon.